Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 49 of the Snake in the Draft podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Vines. You can find me on Twitter at jsnake underscore dff. In this episode, I have Devin Hurt coming on the podcast. Devin is the CEO of the Prediction Strike Company, and uh, you should follow them on Twitter at Predict Strike. We're going to talk about a new way to think about fantasy football with Prediction Strike. It's actually really cool. I've been doing it for a week now. I heard about it about a month ago, and I'm kicking myself now for not getting not getting involved sooner, but welcome, Devin. How are you? Hey, Jacob. Thank you. First of all, thank you for having me on. Hi, everyone. It's good to be here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to dive in, tell you guys about Prediction Strike. It's been a ton of fun to just work on this product and, and bring it to life for all of you. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Everybody should, if you're if you're able to get on your computer or something, just get on the site while we're talking about it and just sort of cruise around. But real quick, Devin, let's just start with like, what is Prediction Strike? The easiest way I can describe it, it's like the stock market meets fantasy football. Yep, that's exactly it. So the idea behind it was, well, my co-founder, who's also my best friend, him and I were just talking at, at the time. And it was the NBA playoffs at this time. So I think it was like May, June of, of whatever year it was. And we're talking and he had lost some money in the real stock market. So he just comes out and he says, look, I just wish I could put my money in LeBron. <laughs> I feel that. No. <laughs> so, which I mean, imagine if you had done that, what, was this year 18 now if you had done that 18 years ago so yeah. that's what we wanted to build for people what if you could just put your money in your lebron in your tom brady or, or wherever you're from whoever whoever your star athlete is or just an athlete you think is going to blow up yeah yeah i love that and uh so like what sports y'all currently uh support with this i know it's nba and nfl right and then y'all are looking to go for more yes exactly so nba and nfl for now the plan will be to, I mean, eventually we want to get all the sports on there, but kind of the near future plan will be to have probably uh, baseball, hockey, and uh, global soccer in some kind of unclear on which order, but those will all be coming in the near future. After that, we'll start to get a little bit more obscure and try and get the niche sports in for people. Awesome. So before we get too far, I want to actually break down how these player stocks increase or decrease. So it's all actually related to uh, players beating out their projections. So the price moves, and I'm going to just – you can get this on their site as well. It's a lot easier if you see it, but it's the new price equals the initial price plus the initial price times, and then in parentheses, fantasy score minus fantasy expectation divided by fantasy expectation times 0.25. Sounds really complex, but pretty much what it means is if they get more points than they were projected for, then their value increases. The only caveat to this is is if – NBA players are projected for below 15, NFL players are projected below five, then their price does not change. Uh, it can change related to supply and demand as well, but it's just 1% change for every 100 shares sold. But did that all sound correct to Devin? Did I say anything wrong in there? Yep, that's exactly right. And like Jacob said, the formula is on our website. It's in the how to play section. Uh, check that out there if, if you're a visual learner or feel free to always just um, email us, DM us kind of whatever you need. Perfect. And also um, one thing that I, I actually know the answer to this, but I want you to tell everybody with prediction strike, does it with the projections for NFL and NBA, is it just regular season? Does it go to postseason? Like when does this stop? We go all the way through the Super Bowl uh, for, for Super Bowl for football, NBA finals for NBA. So the entire sports season. And then at the end of the season, you don't have to sell the shares of your player. You can keep them and roll them into next season if you want. 
And um, I know that y'all are probably having a lot of growth right now with the company. Did you see a lot of buying and selling the offseason or was it pretty, pretty stagnant in general? And I'm more speaking NFL. I know some people are going to be all over the NBA as well. I personally am just going to stay in my wheelhouse of the NFL. But I feel like there'd be a little bit of change, but probably nothing too crazy, right? Right. What we saw for NFL was mostly people trading around trade news. So if we kind of put our, especially this year's sports calendar, of course, got a little bit weird. We kind of go back. NFL season ended the first week in February with the Super Bowl. Then trade started happening, I believe it was the end of March, sometime in March or kind of spring. And at this point, NBA season was over uh, or, or suspended. So NBA season was suspended. Things kind of got stagnant. People were waiting to see what happens. Then these NFL trades start happening, and we see people start trading again, which was a ton of fun. I mean, we had Tom Brady leave leave uh, New England this year, which yeah. was as kind of as big as it gets when you think of your franchise players leaving. Yeah. So it, we saw a lot of activity around that, around uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins trading, getting traded was another big one. Just all these different trades, it turned into a lot of people just, I guess, speculating on what's going to happen next year or this year. Yeah, that sounds like uh, I'm, I'm my wheelhouse is Dynasty Fantasy Football, and it's the same idea there. You know, you see a trader, you hear in trade news, and you're like, ooh, I'm going to make that move here. And so now we're doing it with actual stocks related to it. And I actually wanted to dig into uh, one player here in that, like Miles Sanders, I think is a good example of how this is like a stock market, in that Miles Sanders had t- like three awful weeks and then a couple of like eh weeks. And so with this, like – his, he was just going way under his projections. I think he was probably projected for, I don't have it right here, but I guess like 15, or no, I have it right here. Uh, he was projected for like 15, 15, 15, 14. He was getting 13, 9, 6, 3. And then this last week, Miles Sanders ended up getting 29.6, was projected for 12 fantasy points. And uh, I was lucky enough to have him, and I was like, ooh, I don't know if it's going to happen. But nice. the, the earnings went up 37%. And so that's just I, I honestly got super lucky, which I know is going to make me uh, a little bit too invested in this. So then I'm going to, you know, get hit hard because I had Derrick Henry, TJ Hawkinson, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Eartha Jr. Like everybody that you could want, I had. And uh, it definitely was a good week for me. But that's also like uh, one thing I think that makes this more fun for fantasy players is you can look at someone like a Derrick Henry and be like, dude, that playoff matchup's awesome. I'm going to buy some shares on this site and then I'm able to gain money from that if he actually performs the way that I think he's going to. Yes, exactly. That's that's what we want for people. What we see is both in terms of the dynasty community and even just regular fandom, people are honing in on players a lot more. People are player fans. People like watching players um, have their matchups. Everyone knows in fantasy, you're picking your player matchups. That's how, that's how it works, right? And so it just makes sense that all of a sudden, like, you can profit off of that in some way, or you should be able to, especially if you go back to the fantasy context where there's a draft mm-hmm. if, or or there's trades that have to happen. If you don't have that player who you know is going to have a good game, you're just kind of out of luck. Now what? Yeah, and also with these shares, a lot of people may be thinking like, oh, this must be like, you must mean a lot of money to actually get these shares, this and that. But I will say for me, I went a little crazy and I did buy share Derek, Derek Henry because I really trusted in his potential. And he was, it was 40 one bucks then and then it went up to 48 after his game but there's shares like noah fant 35 cents a share jk dobbins about three bucks uh tj hawkins at 80 cents so it there is a wide range uh even like david montgomery 82 cents dj Moore, 83 cents miles sanders a dollar 15 so a lot of these players especially if they haven't like blown up their shares are within like probably no greater than 10 wouldn't you say about 
Most definitely. We probably baselined. So we baseline all of our shares um, around kind of a $10 maximum entering the league. That's kind of absolute maximum. Cool. And then after that, of course, it is based on how they play. And so I believe Derrick Henry off the top of my head is our highest priced NFL player. And I bet so, man. <laughs> with the yeah. last two years he's had and this year, I mean, especially it. Yep. It only makes sense. Um, you know, then you get to your Pat Mahomes, so I believe it's about $22 right now. And then and then kind of, like you said, Jacob, you start to get into much more reasonable share prices, anything from kind of cents on the dollar to a few dollars, $5, $7 for some of your quarterbacks, things like that. Yeah, one thing I wanted to mention real quick is on the side, it talks about how with these shares, yes, if players keep playing really bad, it can go to zero. And then what you'll have on there is it then will reset to one and then everybody loses out on those shares. So that is something that can happen. I, I would hope that you're, you're not going to get that player that just falls off a cliff. It can happen. Uh, but you know, just hope that doesn't happen, but related to, you mentioned how this, the starting share price. So I know everybody's going to start thinking about these rookies and thinking about rookie, you know, related to stocks and like thinking like, Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Like, yeah, he's the best. People are saying Andrew Luck, Pete Manning, best prospects since those guys. And so, like, how do you decide on the share prices for these players when you start? Because, like, some examples is, like, Joe Burrow at the start of the season was about 7. J.K. Dobbins was about 340. C.D. Lamb was about 4. Justin Herbert, 5. Uh, is it just on a case-by-case -case basis, or does it depend on draft capital, or is it a little bit of both? I mean, some ways it is kind of – all of that's kind of wrapped up into it. So the actual way we do it is based on how the player's projected to perform coming into the year. So – of course, theoretically, your higher drafted picks and your your projected starters, your projected franchise players, of course, are expected to do better. So kind of the exact way we do it is we say, all right, if we assume for a second the player who is projected to have the best year in the league is going to be $10 a share, then the player who is going to have half of that production would be $5 a share. So it's just a kind of a linear scale going there. And so your rookies can kind of come in all over the place. Like some of the names you mentioned, Joe Burrow uh, came into league and everyone said he was kind of next up. He's going to be the guy. So 704, um, go down to CD lamb. I'm a Cowboys fan myself. So um, CD lamb was someone who kind of slipped to the Cowboys. He was unsure if he was going to use them. He was supposed to be a solid to good wide receiver three ended up kind of becoming wide receiver two. Um, and Mark Hooper, of course, getting all the attention, it frees him up for a lot of big games. So, but all that to say, he was only he wasn't projected to have that great of a year. So, comes in at kind of four oh five. Justin Herbert was someone I think a lot of people were kind of unsure about coming into college, coming out of college, right? He's a clear starting quarterback, but is his team that good? Like they're they're decent. Um, how good really was he? He wasn't the clear kind of sort of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was everyone. Everyone said, okay, he's next up. So. You know that'll get you that'll put you at 534 and of course just it'll depend kind of from there yeah one one misconception i had at the very beginning was i was sort of thinking like oh well these these lower value guys like well they're actually not like i don't want to get them because their their price won't increase as much instead of thinking about it like you can get a lot of shares of those guys and then if it ain't like if you have five dollars shares of one guy and five dollars of the other guy it doesn't matter that what their actual share cost is like if they get an increase in their cost by 34 percent, you get 34 percent. so with players that are cheaper more expensive it's just that you just have one share to 20 shares it doesn't really in my opinion it doesn't matter that much related to the cost because my thought process is except for my crazy derrick henry then is just stay within that ten dollar range try not to get too crazy unless there's a player you know you you really believe in 
Um, I, I did have a question about these rookies. When do they come on sale for y'all? Is it, is it after like the NFL draft or is it more at the start of the NFL season in like around September time or what time is it for y'all? We try and get it done as soon as possible as a short of it. So kind of, so we work with an outside data provider, sports data.io. Um, if they hear this, they're amazing. We love working with you guys. Uh, they, they of course do all the projections for us. Yep. So we wait for them to kind of, I guess they have their, their numbers guys. They, they crunch all the numbers. They say, look, this is how they're expected to do this season. And then, so once those are ready to go, we kind of, we roll with it. So for NFL, the last couple of years, it's been within about a week of the draft. We were able to get the rookies on pretty early. Um, NBA also usually about a week of the draft this year. NBA has been late uh, and not because not for any fault of sports state IO. It is the season has been a mess. The draft was late. They didn't know how many games were going to be played. They didn't have a schedule. Just all these different things happened. So it, in a normal year, we usually get them up pretty quickly. Sweet. So that's where, I guess, potentially if you can get in on that as early as possible, you get a slight percentage or two bump on the, the value potentially. So uh, that's something to be on the lookout for. Also, uh, this is just a generic question for you in the sense that is there like a part of the prediction strike site that you think it's overlooked? Uh, like I will say, like I really like the mobile app, but at the same time, the website gives more info overall about like long term and how much they've changed. Like you mentioned, Derrick Henry, I think it was 2008, he was 80 cents a share, and now he's up to 48. Like that's that's crazy difference, and you can just see that as sort of the trend line as it progresses. Is there anything that comes to mind real quick about stuff that may, people may overlook? Definitely. I mean, to your point, Jacob, the way I think about those two kind of the two interfaces is almost the way I think about the ESPN app. Uh, I love the ESPN fantasy app for my quick transactions. My, I know I kind of want this player. Just how's this player going to do? Let me set my lineup kind of thing. But if I really need my data, I, I'm getting on my laptop. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm opening it up. I'm looking at all of it. So that's kind of how I think about it. And in terms of does anything get overlooked? So definitely keep that factor in mind. And the next kind of big thing we're adding that we're that has just started to be rolled out that we're really excited about is friends. See, yeah. how your, see how your friends are doing. Um, so start using that and start competing with your friends. See who's really the, be the best uh, fantasy football stock market trader, whatever you want to call it. See who's best. Yeah, I will say the friends is very interesting because you, with that, you can see the players that they have currently in their portfolio as well as who they've been buying and selling throughout. I, I guess it's forever if you scroll far enough. But yeah, it's definitely an interesting uh, addition to it because it's, you're right in the sense that you can be like, oh, why are they doing that guy? And then you reach out and be like, why are you buying that guy up? And then it can cause conversation. And uh, like if someone bought up Ursula Jr. this last week, you know, they're going to be pretty ecstatic with with what ended up happening. So, yeah, I definitely like the friends. And if anybody is listening to this and like, oh, I want to get Prediction Strike a, uh, a chance, you know, reach out to me and I'll give you my email and we'll become friends on this. I know I think I'm friends with Devin right now on there, too. So uh, we also have a a. Uh, discord chat going on that you can reach out to me or i've already posted about it so you know it's definitely going to be a fun thing that i plan on doing more one other question and i don't know how much uh it, it may be tough to say because it's player to player but what position especially related to the nfl have you seen it be the most volatile this year in particular it seems to be the running backs okay and the reason for that is we're seeing a lot a lot more of this running back by committee style uh, in other years, I'd probably say it's the wide receivers because the receivers have the potential to go for 200 yards or they catch nothing that week. But this year, people are having a lot of trouble, and I think a lot of people see it in fantasy. If your team doesn't have that clear, clear wide or running back one, there is an element of 
this team might kind of get or this player might kind of get more touches or maybe it's this guy this week. Now they're all kind of projected around like seven, but like one of them doesn't even play. And now what? Uh, I think the Patriots have been the biggest example of that this year. The, those Patriots running backs have been a mess um, in terms of fantasy or yeah. Seattle also just who's playing this week. I don't even know like that, <laughs> that type of idea. So that has been, there's been a lot of up and down there and a lot of last second trades on running backs for sure. I could see that. Or even like Clyde Edwards-Alaire being active, but yet not playing. And uh, the first player that came to mind for me was Cam Akers and that uh, I'm looking at the the site and that he was rejected uh, it doesn't have the week here, but it was about five weeks ago. So he was projected for about five, five, and then it was six and a half. And then it was finally up to, to six and a half again, and then 10 and a half. But during that, he was actually scoring, you know, 15, 17, 17, and 22. Like he was, his value has nearly, it's, it's, it's about $2 more. It's around $4 and now it's up to six. So it's one of those things that yeah, if you can get those guys in the committees that maybe you're going to take a – or even like a Jonathan Taylor maybe or someone you think potentially could get increased workload. Yeah, that's, that's pretty that's pretty cool. And I'll say even like if you get those guys right on that $5 or not $5, right on that five-point mark, like uh, Irv Smith was 7.35 and then he ended up, you know, having a touchdown and that goes a long way for anybody. You know, that's, that's part of the reason Dave Montgomery did so well earlier. But uh, now I want to get a little bit into – your thoughts on like how to be successful on prediction strike. Cause you're the, you're the, you're the person that knows all the ins and outs of it. Maybe you can give the the listeners a little bit of strategy. So uh, do you, you know, do you have certain players that you would target on the side or do you usually play like more, you know, long-term short-term a little bit of both? Uh, Cause I, I don't know if you do like dynasty phase football, but a lot of us do some redrafts some dynasty, some, some uh, daily fantasy as well. I personally am an all-around type person. I think it's kind of – it looks – it's kind of how I treat stocks in a way. It's I have my my core long-term holds, and those for me are usually the household names. Those are people – you're LeBron James on basketball. You're Pat Mahomes in football. And then I also have kind of in that same category, my people that I'm at least holding until they start messing up. <laughs> you're Kyler Murray's. Um, who else? Uh, Josh Allen has been killing it. Like yeah. Derrick Henry has been killing, you know, people who are, it's like, okay, they're, they're, they're doing it at least this year. So I have those kind of people kind of stagnate my portfolio. And then there is that almost DFS type element or that kind of waiver wire type element of like, I think they're going to have a good week. I think they're going to have a favorable matchup. I think that defense isn't good against the run or against the pass, or I don't know, so-and-so cornerback is injured, whatever it might be that kind of more um, element of I'm watching it. That's kind of my style, and I will say part of the reason we wanted this platform to be this way is so that you can do whatever you want. Um, you mm-hmm. can trade every single day. You can trade in every game slot on this on Sunday, Thursday, what I miss Saturday, Monday, if you want. Yeah. Um, the occasional or, Wednesday, right? The occasional right? <laughs> we might get a Wednesday. I think we did. We have a Tuesday this year too. We had a Tuesday. <laughs> I think we had a Wednesday. Yeah, it's been a crazy year. <laughs> yeah. So you you can do that if you want, or you can just say, look. Uh, I mean, we, we definitely have some people who come in at the beginning of the season are like, look, I'm putting a significant sum of money on Aaron Rodgers because he's Aaron Rodgers and that's who I'm riding with this season. So you can do that if you want, just kind of whatever is your play style. Yeah, and I, I like that because I, I'm sort of my newest, newish philosophy is doing the whole five players for more long-term, thinking more dynasty, 
five or so for season long that would start in 2021 and then like two or three just to just to do it a week to week thing act like it's a dfs thing and uh you know look at those projections pretty closely going up to game time because they can change you know don't just look at them at one point and be like oh that's how it is like no they, they can change you like if it's a you know uh let's say wilson and then Mostert's out well wilson's projection is going to go up that's how this works so uh also don't forget how the games play it's projections it's not it's not the most fancy points obviously most fancy points usually leads to beating your projections but in general, it's it's about those projections and beating those. So that's something that took me a little bit to understand and think about. Yeah, just because it's it's different. It, like because I, I used to play in Dynasty, and I'm like, oh well, I'll get all the the tight ends there are. But it's like, well, what if they're not projected for over five? Then okay, that's not really that's not really worth it right there. So yeah, I I like that. And you're right. There's so many different ways to play. Uh, is there? Is there like with the NBA season coming up, is there anything you want to tell anybody about in the NBA? Cause that's something I personally am not going to be involved with. Cause I know I'm just going to end up losing all my money. If I do that, I'll, I'll buy three shares of LeBron James and just call it right now. Yeah. <laughs> NBA is usually absolute madness <laughs> to be yeah. honest. And that is because they play 82 or they play 82 games. I'm not sure if they're doing 82 this year, but usually uh, all these games and then there's games every day. Players play three, four times a week. So there's just a lot that goes on. Uh, share prices all over the place. You will see a lot, a lot of movement throughout the year. And it's it's a fact, function of just so many games. And you don't really know. I mean, it's, it's the same as any sport. You don't really know who's going to blow up or have the game of their life. But in the NBA, they might have an incredible three game span. I mean, like Damian Lillard did that uh, during the bubble. He had like three or four just insane games that they kind of come back to earth. And I mean, it's fun to see, but it's just like, you don't know what's going to, when it's going to happen. And, and I think with two or three game slots per day for six, eight months, I mean, it's, it's going to be a ride guys. Yeah, I could, oh man, I can't even imagine. That's why I can't do like MLB fantasy or, or NBA. I'm just like, you know what? The one game a week idea of teams. Oh, that's, that's peace of mind. Yes. (laughs) But, oh, man, I, I'll probably eventually go crazy and just get into it. So, yeah, I, I think NBA and then you eventually add MLB, hockey, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, make sure, you know, you go to the Prediction Strike site and actually see what's going on there. You could also download the app if you want. If Prediction Strike sounds interesting to you, uh, you can become a member and use the referral code JSNAKE. That's a J-S-N-A-K-E to get $10 added to your first deposit of 20 It would really help me out, and I'd appreciate it. And you can also get added to the Discord chat. We can talk about it. If you have any questions that weren't answered, I know you can talk to Prediction Strike on Twitter. Most people that are listening to the podcast are on Twitter and very active on Twitter. I know that's where I end up chatting it up with everybody. You could talk to Devin. So, yeah, I had a blast tonight. Devin, do you have any new projects on the docket for Prediction Strike? I know we probably talked about them all pretty much, but is there anything you want to highlight? Yes. So a couple things on the way in the nearest future. So the one that's on the way in the most near future, hopefully by the end of this calendar year, if not early January, will be leagues. We're going to start having leagues. So you can, it'll be kind of similar to the friends in that you can see who other players are invested in and and what they've been trading, but also just a comparison. So we'll show I don't know, Jacob is up 70% this weekend and maybe I'm up like 30% and so he'll be ranked above me. And so you'll get to see that. You'll get to have some fun with that and just have see how your friends are doing it and start chatting it up with them. Start talking to them about what trades they're making in and make it a little bit more of a community-based effort. So 
that's our that's our main feature coming up um, in the very near future. And then kind of sometime in the distant future, we're just going to work on just having more kind of complicated kind of financial instruments, really. So what if you could trade during games? Like what if we had live trading, live price updates? What if you could short a player and instead make money if they underperform? All that type of stuff we're going to start working on getting out for you guys kind of as soon as we free up the time. So it's on the way. <laughs> That's awesome. I like the league's idea because, yeah, you just get five or six of your friends on there and then you're all just seeing who's going up, who's going down and uh, obviously see who, who knows what they're talking about a little bit more than the others. So, yeah, I, I really like that. So, then, again, thank you for coming on, Devin. Everyone go and follow Prediction Strike on Twitter at Predict Strike. Uh, last reminder to use the referral code JSNAKE to get $10 added to your first deposit of 20 and again, you want more information, feel free to DM me, feel free to DM Predict Striked. Uh, just, you know, just get any information that way. I appreciate all of you listening to the podcast. And I will actually have a short podcast coming out later this week to talk about my top Prediction Strike buys for week 15, as well as for the 2021 season, quick 10 to 15 minutes on Saturday. So again, everybody, good luck in week 15, and I hope you all win some championships. Thank you, everyone, and thank you, Jacob. <laughs>